0: Simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. Okay. So good morning. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh non-epileptic seizures today. The I think kinda a term that we're trying to move on from and not use as much is pseudo-seizure. And um, the the newer terminology is it's a ridiculous acronym, is PNES. So psychogenic psychogenic non-epileptic seizure, PNES. So Um, these are seizures that are thought to have psychogenic, um, focus and, or psychogenic trigger instead of an epileptic trigger, but they look like seizures. And to be totally honest, they're really hard to distinguish sometimes. Um, a lot of people are actually on anti-epileptic medications because even after EEGs and, you know, long relationships with neurologists, um, it's really hard to figure out. And, you know, the, 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 the numbers vary, but... 20 to 40% of people with psychogenic seizures have also epileptic seizures. So the crossover is, is huge. And I think that's important for us to remember that uh, we not, may not be able to determine what a particular presentation is in the emergency room. And diag- and we should never actually diagnose this in the ER. This takes video EEG and a neurologist to, di- to make the diagnosis. So if they don't already carry the diagnosis, It's certainly something that we can suspect, but it's it's not always a straightforward diagnosis to make. Um, How can you tell? So sometimes you can't. um, But things that might kind of point to one or the other are that psychogenic seizures um, may have a more variable presentation in terms of their movements. Aren't always. um, They may have kind of waxing and waning intensity of the shaking or rhythmic activity. Um, Eyes clenching should take some type of conscience effort so a person with an epileptic seizure in general is uh not going to have resistance when you try to open yeah, their eyes um, <clears throat> 12, another um, another one would be like uh pelvic thrusting writhing thrashing also generally points to psychogenic etiology as opposed to epileptic rolling from side to side more psychogenic um, so, an ability to respond to verbal stimuli, so ability to answer a question or maybe recall of the events during the seizure, generally psychogenic. Uh, you know, I, I used to th- always thought that post behavior was a really hard and fast distinguishing factor, but honestly, sometimes you can have some post symptoms after a psychogenic seizure. But in general, more likely to be uh, epileptic if they have a prolonged uh, or genuine um, post-sictal period vocalization like weeping or stuttering more often points to psychogenic Um, so one way to tell also would be things that are voluntary so if you're raising someone's hand and they guard their face when they fall um, so you raise their hand above their head and they're able to fall in a way that avoids hitting the face for example so guarding the face on a passive hand drop would point to psychogenic Um, Incontinence, more likely epileptic, but not 100%. Tongue biting and self-injury during seizures, more likely is true, true epilepsy. Um, so those are ways you can kind of get an idea, but um, again, just we need to be careful in terms of diagnosing one or the other in the ER. And treatment, you know, more often psychogenic seizures is going to be something like Caldol, Zyprexa versus epileptic might be more responsive to, more appropriate to give benzos. And the treatment's really difficult and takes years, and honestly the prognosis is that most people with psychogenic seizures, even if they accept and kind of realize the diagnosis are gonna continue to suffer. I think the, the real reason I wanted to talk about this today though is the fact that to be totally honest, you see someone with psychogenic seizure on the EMS run sheet or um, in their medical history, and we have a negative reaction because I think the perception from our standpoint and mine even is that, gosh, these people are trying to fake it. They are trying to pull one over on me. They are here for secondary gain. And that, that's where I think we need to examine our own bias is that, honestly, this is like a conversion disorder, meaning they are not in control, it's often really scary. They, they really cannot control this episode. It's, this is not a voluntary thing. Um, I mean, are acceptance to that, you know, like someone comes from jail and is totally having, um, that's not a psychogenic seizure where they're trying to fake a seizure. These, for, for the, the vast majority of psychogenic seizures that we see are not voluntary. They're not under the patient's control. And I think we need to treat them as such. Um, you know, with non-judgmental approach, compassion try to preserve their dignity so certainly you know we can't you could do a sternal rub to see if they have a response to a painful stimulus but there's a lot of other ways that you can kind of distinguish this and and try to um, help terminate their episode and treat them with compassion and I think these people always have a lot of healthcare encounters regardless of what we do and and so kind of having having a compassionate approach in that respect is really important Um, Any thoughts or any feedback from you guys on your experience with these patients or any questions? Awesome. Well, thanks for your time, and we'll see you out there. The Emergency Medical Minute would like to thank our sponsor, Swedish Medical Center, for helping fund our nonprofit organization and make this podcast possible. Donations are essential to our organization to cover operational costs and fund the creation of our online courses offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. So if you enjoy our show, and if you're able to make a one-time or recurring donation towards our organization, any amount is helpful. Please click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.